the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Don't forget my friends at auinfo.com. There's so much misinformation out there about COVID and many other things that come from administrative sources and authoritative voices. This you can count on. If I endorse a product, I know the people or I have the product. And I don't endorse anything that isn't 100% legit and I don't misrepresent the products that I tell you about. So I'm not misrepresenting that auinfo.com is a great resource for you, a great ally for you, a place where you can get the information that you would spend hours looking for, maybe not even getting, because there are just some things that the people who do it all the time know how it works, the ins, the outs, the nuances. auinfo.com is a health insurance broker. They also offer HR training, modules, counseling. They are a sounding board. They are source of information so that you can decide, you decide, not them, you decide, is what I'm spending on benefits for my employees, is that a smart expense for my business? Can I offer better benefits? I'm just a small business, Bruce. I have only me and one other employee. I can't afford benefits. Maybe you can. AUINFO.com can tell you about Chamber of Commerce plans. Can't afford to belong to the Columbus Chamber. How do you know you have to belong to the Columbus Chamber? They will tell you, because they've told me, you can belong to any chamber in Ohio, pick the cheapest one, and be eligible for any chamber plan. These are the kinds of things they know that you could probably find out on your own, but why waste the time? You've got too many other things to do as a business owner. But make time to go to auinfo.com, auinfo.com, log in, ask them on chat, find out. You'll thank me for it, you'll thank them for it. auinfo.com. Okay, I'm a little hesitant to give any Olympic updates because I don't want to be spoiler alert guy. Do you concur with that opinion, Aaron, that we should let the people watch the Olympics tonight? Yeah. I'm, yeah every I'm, time I see something on odd, on accident, yeah. I like out loud go, oh. Yeah, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to see a certain event. There's something I'm looking forward to watching tonight. Uh, I've mentioned it before. Uh but uh, I'm going to watch tonight to see that. I already know how it came out. I knew it would. It's impossible for me to do my research for the show without finding out things I don't want to find out. Uh, but um, I'll just say it that way. But you mentioned yesterday the men's 50-kilometer walk. Yeah, I saw some video of it today. Okay. Did you get a good hard look at it? Uh, well, I did, but it didn't seem uh, – it seemed casual. It was uh, – they weren't going as hard as what I thought they were going to. But I guess it is long. Did it seem? Um, yeah, you're right. It's like a it's like a wobble. It's like a, it's like a waddle. Here is how Outkick the coverage describes the 50 kilometer walk. 
If you've ever witnessed a person with a full bladder beeline his or her way to a bathroom 50 feet away. That's pretty good. You're familiar with the Olympic sport of race walking. Uh, 50 kilometers is 31 miles, which is more grueling than I think any of us think walking could be. 31 miles Yeah. with an urgent walk. Here's the sad part. Introduced as an Olympic sport in 1932, the event is making its final appearance at the games this year after officials deemed the competition unfair because these same officials have not created a woman's version of the same competition. The women's is like 20K or something, right? There's no 50 kilometers. Mm. This is the first year there's been a 1,500-meter freestyle in women's swimming. This is, to my knowledge, this is the first time we've had a mixed 400-meter, 4x400 relay. I've never seen that before, men and women. That was news to me. So we're going for the gender equity Olympics. Whatever men do, women must do. And whatever women do, men must do. And we also have the gender equity Olympics in that whatever... Women do, uh, men who think they are women, get to do. With Laurel Hubbard, the weightlifter, who is a biological man and (laughs) competed in the women's heavyweight weightlifting. But uh, Laurel Hubbard, notice I did not use a pronoun there, Laurel Hubbard did not medal. In fact, I don't think even lifted one weight. I don't even think Laurel Hubbard was able to lift the first Wait. Oh, kind of went to the top and then over the back. Okay. I didn't see the video. But the three actual women who did win gold, silver, and bronze were on the podium after the women's Olympic weightlifting competition. Now, we're going to join this press conference. I thought it was important to join the press conference in the middle of one of the weightlifters' answers. You'll hear a British weightlifter who meddled and trained with an American weightlifter who's also on the podium and who also won a medal. So you'll hear the end of the British weightlifter talking about the American woman and them training together. Interesting how she refers to the American actual female weightlifter. And then a woke member of the media has to ask the question that truthfully needed to be asked. Then hang in for the very telling response. And we're very like-minded people, um, and it was just really, you know, inspiring to push each other and um, to get each other ready for these Olympics. And you know, I'm absolutely thrilled that I managed to share a podium with her because she's uh, she's a real sweetheart. There was a historic night here uh, with Laurel Hubbard competing as the first openly transgender in a uh, in a uh, individual event. And I was wondering, you know, what you felt about that and what you felt that that it took place in in your sport. No, thank you. <laughs> that was the answer. I would say that was that was a pregnant pause. Very pregnant pause. That was like a a nine and a half month pregnant pause. No, thank you. Didn't want to talk about Laurel Hubbard. And I will I will defend the journalist. The question needed to be asked, but the answer was eloquent. Three words. No thank you. So <laughs> 
Now they are going to uh, re-examine their standards for testosterone uh, and uh, transgender competitors in the Olympics. I don't know what to make of this story as it concerns Ohio State football. Now, I have uh, spent a large portion of my professional life uh, familiar with all the nuanced details of Ohio State football. I'm not in that place in my career now. So this may not be the first time they've done this. But it seems to me that this is a bit unusual. I actually think it's good. It'll give more people a chance to be in Ohio Stadium. I do wonder if the university offering three different mini-season ticket plans is a commentary on their inability to sell full season ticket plans. Their number of season tickets is down. No, it's not down You know, to a regrettable, problematic level. 43,000 season tickets they've sold up. And also, that does not count student tickets. But I just don't recall them doing this. So uh, tickets to Ohio State football games are not cheap. I don't think you can get a ticket. I don't think for less than $75. I don't think. But if you buy them in bulk, you know, you might get more for your money. So they have several different options here. The Buckeye Flex Pass. Okay, Aaron, I want you to evaluate these and tell me which one is appealing to you. The Buckeye Flex Pass is $225. You get tickets to four games. That's the good news. Okay, so about, what, 60, less than 60 bucks a game. It says plus fees. My, my guess is the fees are like 20 bucks per game. Anyway, uh, seats, seat location varies by game and will be delivered via text message the day before the game. So you don't have the chance to say, no, I don't want to sit there. Like, too bad you're going to sit where they put you, okay? Four games, here are the games. Tulsa, Akron, Purdue, and Maryland. Would you buy any of those for 60 bucks a ticket? Uh... Tulsa, Akron, Purdue, Maryland. You're going to get to watch a lot of the Buckeye backups in those games because they're going to route all four of those teams. Yeah, I, I think it really depends on the situation, but, you know, yeah. That's... I will say they're going to route just about everybody. That play. Yeah. Uh, blitz plan. Three-game package priced at $275. A unique seat location for each games, but customers will know the seat location prior to purchasing the plan. Okay, so they're going to pay a little premium for that, but only three games. Akron, same as before. Purdue, same as before. But instead of Tulsa and Maryland, you get Michigan State. Okay. 275 bucks. you know where you're sitting. That seems like a better deal to me. I wouldn't want to sit through that Tulsa and Maryland game. Uh, the Rush plan, not I think not named after the radio host. I think that's named after uh, rushing the football. Uh, Three-game package priced at $325 plus fees, okay? Unique seat location for each game. Customers will know seat location prior to the purchase plan. All right, so same as the second option. Three games. Tulsa, again. Maryland, again. And Penn State. I'm shocked they're not sold out for Penn State. They were probably holding some back for this one. Yeah, so it's probably going to be... That's the one people will jump, I think. It's probably going to be 400 bucks yeah. after fees, taxes. After fees, I would say 325 plus fees. Yeah, I think probably 400 bucks. But the Penn State ticket, I'm sure, with Oregon on September the 12th, is their most expensive ticket. 
And it wouldn't surprise me if that ticket's $150. So there you go. Those are your uh, three Ohio State football season ticket packages. Do you ever envision with HD television, with, you just mentioned fees on tickets, you got parking. I don't have any clue what a bottle of water at Ohio Stadium would cost. Wait, is it five bucks? Is it clo- is it closer to five bucks or closer to ten bucks? A bottle of water. I would have guessed six. Okay, it's a guess. So concessions are pricey. A program. What do you pay for a program? Ten bucks, probably. Yeah. So you're not getting out of there for the cost of the ticket. What you probably should keep parking and everything minimum fifty bucks. In your wallet for game day? With that price, with the price of the ticket, you fight the crowds if you think that's fighting the crowds. Some people like crowds. Parking and all that. With HDTV and no hassle, you watch it at home, you get all the replays. You can watch the press conference live at home right after they Channel 6. Clay Hall jumps right in there with these Buckeye uh, show right after. Do you think we'll get to a day where the experience of watching a football game at home is so good that they'll have trouble selling out Ohio Stadium for, like, the whole season? I mean, they're always going to have trouble selling out Tulsa and Maryland and teams like that. I don't think so. Now, as long as they're good, as long as they're dominant. Right. Ever's a, yeah. hard to say, 100 years from now. Yeah, knows? I mean, sure. Uh, but, but in the near future, yeah. I don't think they'll have any problem with it. Of course, you know that Delta variant's out there. True. You go, here's the thing. They got an indoor mask mandate at Ohio State now. Ryan Day's doing his press conferences with a mask on. Is Ohio Stadium considered indoors? If you're in the bowels of Ohio Stadium, if you're standing in line at a concession stand, are you outdoors there or are you indoors? Oh, that's a good question. Are you are you telling me that the people in the Huntington Club at an Ohio State football game are going to be masked up? Well, that's that to me is for sure indoors. That's indoors because there's they're going to make the guys in the press and the ladies in the press box. They're going to make them mask up. They're going to make them mask up in the interview room after the game. You know that yeah. if they're allowed to have it, they won't have an interview room. They'll do the Zoom thing again. Yeah, and I call it press box indoors as well, even though they can open up all those windows. But I'd still say it's. Yeah. I, I I feel like that's indoors. Now, if you're down getting a hot dog, technically none of that stuff is. I mean, if you're going legally, why? I don't think it's at any point are there doors in front or behind you. So no, it's open aired in some way. But it's stuffy under those, under the True. stadium. It is. There's no air moving there. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, my prediction is they will use paper or some kind of obstruction to blot out the ability of people in the press box to see into the suites so that people who are in the suites can go without masks and no one will notice. That's my prediction. I could be wrong. I could be wrong on that. We shall see uh, what we shall see. Uh, Can you imagine dinner at Kamala Harris's house? Uh, What if it was a strategy session to figure out how to keep Kamala Harris from being such an epic disaster? Details next on The Bruce Woolley Show. Thank you for listening to the Bruce Hooley Show this week. A reminder, I will not be in Monday. And then the following Monday, the show will move to 11 a.m. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. That starts August the 16th. Again, one more week, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week, 5 to 7. And then we move 
11 to 1. I like to leave you every week with something uh, of depth and insight. I'm a big admirer of the satire and also the analysis of Andrew Clavin of The Daily Wire. And I agree with Andrew Clavin that a lot of the headlines are headlines that can move us toward anger. I would like for you to keep in mind that uh, there's a verse in the Bible that says the anger of man does not bring about the righteousness of God. Righteous indignation is what Jesus showed when he cleared the temple, but indignation cannot be righteous if it is not expressed in righteous behavior. So while we can get very upset about the injustices that are going on uh, with um, being strong-armed to take a vaccine or having our kids forced to wear masks or being lied to from the uh, very hallowed halls of government, this is not a new circumstance. This has been this way throughout history. As good and bad take place uh, at the same time in an evil world, and I think this comment from Andrew Clavin does a good job of underscoring that and reminding us of that reality. America, at the time of its founding, was that a great moment of freedom and honor and courage and wisdom when our founders acted brilliantly? Or was it a time of chattel slavery when our founders were holding people slaves and oppressing them? Victorian England, was that a moment of political liberation like there had never been before and scientific advance like there had never been before? Or was it a time of British colonial atrocities? Augustan Rome, when Augustus was emperor of Rome, was that a flowering of Latin culture or was it the death of political freedom with the end of the republic? 1950s America the early 19, and the early 1960s, was that a pinnacle of peace and prosperity or was it an era of bigotry and repression? America today, is this a country of greater wealth, health, scientific achievement, and even liberty than the world has ever known? Or is it a time when babies are being torn from their mother's wombs in the thousands every day, when children are butchered and abused to serve the sexual perversions of adults, and when mighty corporations work in tandem with the government to silence the people and demand philosophical conformity? So obviously what I'm saying is, the world at its very best, even at the moments when the world is at its social best, is always, the world is always also full of terrible human buffoonery and evil. Always. Always. It is always filled with human buffoonery and evil. And in the midst of that buffoonery and evil, each of us, whether she's a mom or an artist, an activist, an Uber driver, an athlete, a garbage man, doesn't matter. Each one of us is a soul at a moment in time being shaped for entry into eternity by how we decide what to do, how to react, and how to behave. And that's important because if you allow other people to move you to act according to their unjust behavior, then you allow them to define who you are. Our anger, our rage, our protest is not where our strength lies. Our strength lies in a commitment to the truth, an unwavering commitment to the truth. The truth is on our side. The truth always wins, a lot of times after suffering. But the truth is our enduring superpower. Do not forget that. Do not allow people 
and make you act in a way that betrays who you are. Uh, at Kamala Harris's, um, among her friends recently, a dinner was held to discuss how to help her get better press because she is an epic disaster such that early in the Biden administration, there are many discussions at the highest levels of the Democratic Party as to how to get her off the ticket if Joe Biden is unable to run in 2024. Uh, these were Hillary Clinton operatives, Barack Obama operatives. They all got together to try to figure out how to best position Kamala Harris and her uh, many achievements in getting to the vice presidency. The best they could come up with was that they see, and this will not surprise you, sexist overtones to the coverage of Kamala Harris and that they want to make sure the press knows this. So they're going to play the guilt card, as they have always done, and it is an empty, empty pursuit that they are engaged in. I hope you have a great weekend. I am going to have a great weekend. Before I say goodbye, I want to congratulate my daughter, who had her first varsity golf match today at her new school and broke 90 for the first time. Not bad for a sophomore who took up the game a year ago at this time. And I'm happy for her, and I'm happy for you that the weekend is here. I'll talk to you again Tuesday.